listening to the two marks exclusively on the pod station. listeners to a new show brought to you by the two marks this time we're embarking on a vicarious journey of discovery through the marvel cinematic universe hold on to your hats as we follow one person's experiences watching all 27 movies in chronological order this time we are reviewing thor the dark world welcome to the marvel marathon let me introduce my friend and co-host mr mark pollard hi mate hi i'm looking forward to doing the marvel rewatch the next film which one the marvel rewatch oh the marvel marathon yeah the marvel rewatch <laughs> it's like the marvel marathon isn't it but you're watching it again in a marathon type way it has timestamp things with your intro. Yes. Because you've updated how many films you've got to watch. Yes. <laughs> 27. Yeah. Eternals and Spider-Man. A long way from home. Far from home. Far from home. Spider-Man 3 is now out. So we've got two more films added to the list. This is going to be a rewatch journey that will continue infinitum. 26 miles on marathon, aren't they? Didn't yeah, but now we're over that. Thank you. Yeah, so now your funny puns lay desolate. I'm kind of the guy who carries on for an extra mile. <laughs> Not what I've heard. It's the Viagra. I just keep knocking things over with it. By the time we get to the 27, we'll have another 20 to do. Woohoo! This is kind of a <laughs> We're going to be friends forever. Friends. As long as my standing order doesn't get declined by the bank, yeah. <laughs> You gives me a fortune, you do. <laughs> oh, dear. We need to introduce that voice. We, we do need to introduce that voice. I'll let you do it this time. I feel, oh, feel honoured. Yeah. Anyway, Tishtar. <laughs> Also known as the gagger in <laughs> We have this guest who this show is kind of for your benefit really, isn't it? And the benefit of people who haven't seen it, because I did, in fact. Big shout out at Richie from a company, his manager's a bit of a prick, so I don't know whether I should mention the company. I won't. Richie, who hadn't seen any Marvel films at all, yeah, and he wants to do a podcast, and I went to him, I'll tell you what you want to do, you might want to watch them on Disney+. Plus. And he went, well, I'm with my girlfriend at the moment. I said, well, why don't you, while you're watching them, listen to the podcast? And he went, I think I'll do that. Uh... So there's another person in the world who is like you amazing sad <laughs> who hasn't seen the- slightly behind the times yeah has only just got a telly hot running water <laughs> there's two of you out there wow uh, we are doing this as a service to those who don't know anything about Marvel I'm waiting for my MBE nomination for next year I hope Esther Ranson turns up and just gives me a heart of gold <laughs> if you're out there Esther love your show you did in the 80s <laughs> It was been. I used to watch that. They yeah. also used to like Jimmy Savile's Jim will fix it, but oh. that slightly went wrong. Yeah, that's her mate, isn't it? Esther Anson's his mate. Uh, but, <laughs> she she but, soon gave that away. She don't know Jimmy Savile at all. For once, I was very happy that he didn't reply to my letters <laughs> requesting for his assistance. Well, I was a bit surprised because I did want to milk a cow blindfolded and he didn't reply to my letter. <laughs> Wonder why. He would have gone, I'll have straight on that one. Moving on. <laughs> Um, so yes, Ish has never watched any of the Marvel movies up until the start of this journey, and she's been watching all the movies in time chronological order, not release date order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find that where well, you can find it on Tinterweb, or you can just go on Disney Plus. They've actually got an option which shows you all of those films. And Mark and I have been following in on the journey because it gave us a chance to do all the podcasts that we never quite got round to doing ourselves at the time. And we're living by proxy of your journey. And how are you enjoying the journey? So far. Fabulous. 
absolutely love it. I feel like I'm all marvelled out. Has there been any standout moments of the eight films we've done? I mean, I'm including this one, by the way. So seven before now. Avengers. Just because I feel like that is where it's just completely like blown my mind and started to come together. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that is yeah. fair. That That is actually what happened. And I do get quite excited by all the post-credit spoilers now because they're all starting to make sense. So that's always like, okay. uh, oh, what's going to happen at the end? The thing is, we went to go watch a film together, a Marvel one, and mm. people were still leaving the cinema leaving before the post credit spoilers early. dudes you were still early in your journey so I said bearing in mind there's 25 films idiots are still leaving the cinema before the post credits I never understand that you could understand it for the first maybe phase one of the films but now when they put in at least one post credit scene and maybe two this is a staple of Marvel films isn't it mm. why would you then immediately rush off as quick I mean I can understand if you need a wee but I mean you'd come back this will leave you totally cold because you have no interest with this but it's a bit like leaving a football game early you've spent a small fortune buying a ticket and you leave the game 10 minutes early to beat the traffic how many games are there if you just look through the weekend fixture list where goals have been scored in the last 10 minutes and injury time and it's always baffled me you watch the majority of the game having paid a shed load of money and then you leave before the end I can understand that yeah. as you're leaving the stadium goes Way! and someone's just streaked <laughs> A squid game. <laughs> That'd be a good squid game, wasn't it? Squid, it squid G game. Going to the cinema is probably almost as expensive as being a season ticket holder. Yeah, definitely. Unless you have an affinity card with the Odeon. Is it the Odeon? Yeah. I just, yeah. Who not a sponsor? <laughs> Two marks at the podstation.co.uk. We would benefit from an Odeon card, just saying, and we could review the films that you have on and mention you every single time we do a review. In fact, you can use that email if you want to send us an email. Tell us about your Marvel journey so far, whether you found our thoughts useful or indeed whether you've agreed with them, whether you have ranked the films in the same way as us, because at the end, after we've discussed each film, we go through and rank our top 10 Marvel movies. We put the movie we've seen in and amongst that to see where it fares. And we also go through our top 10 Marvel characters and whether or not the ones we've watched in the recent movie have made it into that bracket. We're dead interested in what you guys have to say. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook and the Twitters. We're on at the two marks. Go on there, DM us and all the other jazz that you do on the old socials. Abuse us. <laughs> Apparently that's a thing on social. We don't get any. It's either people can't be asked or they really like us. And I'm, I find it slightly hard to believe that they like us. I think as a good social science experiment, if we did become famous, I'd like to see the correlation coefficient of how many people abuse us when we're famous as opposed to how many people didn't abuse us when no one knew who we were. <laughs> The same people who were all hiding behind keyboards didn't bother when we didn't become famous, but then when we are, have a voice. I think that'll be interesting. Mm. And then I can find you and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a good social experiment. Allegedly, allegedly, people. He says allegedly. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, what's the film we're doing today? Let's get balls deep into Thor The Dark World, or Thor 2, if you can't remember the last bit. Yeah, I did actually note Thor The Dark World for this because of the ribbon that I got for Iron Man 2 yes, last time, or Avengers 1. What was it? Avengers 1. Yes. Or Iron Man 2. Well, no, it's because you boasted, in fact, if I remember... That I watched it four that you times. Watched it four and times still know the opening credits <laughs> no I mean that's kind of uh, you know um, whatevs I wasn't paying attention you just to give that. whatevs you can't whatevs it when you <laughs> boast of watching a film this is scientific analysis this I can anyway I made a note of it this time so that's the point it's also mentioned here in the intro so when you couldn't go wrong could you if you <laughs> well, still she didn't did it against Avengers you Assemble did. he was in the intro then as well she still paid that's no very attention true. yeah mm. are we wasting our time yes should we just leave the football match early yes <laughs> 
We're going to unpack this, aren't we? Do you want to go from your notes? Because no. I'm, I'm going to see. I'm going to check with Mr. Pollard if you've done notes. No, I, <laughs> I, I guess we'll we'll go by my notes. Eh? This is the eighth film we've watched in the sequence so far. Just another 19 to go. What should be mentioned is this is essentially the beginning of phase two, if you're watching them in the phase order. Just so happens that it's also in the chronological order. Although we're kind of getting to that point where they do. The release order and the chronological order are almost the same now. I think Marvel just decided the time things were just far too complex to keep in track well there was only Captain Marvel that kind of got shunted a bit earlier didn't they and Captain America think other ones that may slot in may jump around if anything they jump into the future but we don't know that well there's one Black Widow which will be watched in what should have been the right order in the first place yes we'll be watching it before or just after Civil War after Civil War that's how it should have been released but we'll discuss that when we get there that's only about eight movies away so it's fine yeah, yeah. We've got plenty of time to remember it. <laughs> right, start of Thor, The Dark World, we start with the ether. We get introduced to the big MacGuffin right yes. at the outset. Can you explain to us what the ether is? I've, all I've got written down is power. <laughs> you can see she's starting to adapt to my note-making <laughs> approach. Nothing to be confused with what dentists give you to put you under. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, I can't tell you what it is because we know what it is. It's a powerful force that is used by the antagonist of the movie, but we know afterwards that it has a bit more value in the MCU than we first thought. Okay. Is it potentially got a little bit of a serum in it? No, I think we can mention it because it is in the post credit spoilers of this film, isn't it, really? Or is it? Are we implying here it's an Infinity Stone? Mm. Oh, actually, don't they say that that's the second Infinity Stone? In the collector's thing, they give her... That's true, yeah. That's okay, then, if that's the case, so it's Infinity Stone. The Dark Elves are. Which one is it? What space. Is it? Is it's it red. So it's the Space Stone, isn't it? The Tesseract yeah. is the Mind Stone. And those are the two we've come across thus far. They have a wider connection to the MCU. I liked the initial part of like setting the scene of how they came about and how Odin's dad kind of defeated them. That was good. Well, they had to do that or else the rest <laughs> of it would have made zero sense, really. Yeah. It well, was interesting how they put that together. I liked it. It also reinforces how kick-ass Odin is because you just see him as a one-eyed king and actually Thor firmly set in stone the battle with the frost giants yeah. and how they were defeated and it just shows how Odin has kept everyone in check they sort of jump in on the seven realms which you don't see much of there's an easter egg I've got later on they make sure there's order across the seven realms is it seven or nine? Nine realms, yeah. That's the saying's nine. That's inflation for you, right away. <laughs> I'm getting mixed up with something else. So can you explain to me a little bit more about the realms? Because I feel like that was referred to a little bit more in this story and we actually saw some of the realms. Well, I thought I had to go around... Sorting all this stuff. Enforcing peace. So... <laughs> just... Which doesn't sound very peaceful of him. No. So they're all, like, planets or, like, what? You get... Well, in Thor, and even I think in Captain America, you get the world tree, Yadrazil, I think the name of the tree is and that connects to the Bifrost the nine realms or where they can jump to are they galaxies or universes or these nine realms universes it's going to be more like galaxies isn't it nine different galaxies realm would be the medieval Norse well it's the Norse yeah. mythology isn't yeah. it strongly driven by Norse mythology and they travel there through the Bifrost the ones that you see you don't see all of them actually you do see a few Vanaheim Svartalheim Jodenheim which anyone who's seen the reboot of the Suicide Squad that gets a cheeky mention it's the name of the building in the Suicide Squad
Squad? I haven't seen that yet. Okay, spoiler. <laughs> and they all die. And they all die, yeah, everyone dies. <laughs> and then you see, obviously, the Kingdom of Asgard. You get a glimpse of the home of the demons called Muselheim. Okay. Blink and you miss it, really. I'm not sure of the other ones. Oh, come on. You can't. That outrageously good pun I've just thrown in there. Oh, my bad. <laughs> insert, That's insert, brilliant. Insert laugh track here. Do it again. Sorry, let me build up for this one. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not performing Monkey Mark. Heineken. <laughs> I feel like it was a bit of a cheap shot there because you just laughed at it on the back of your shit joke. <laughs> she was in sympathy mode. That's why she laughed at yours. <laughs> I think she's crying there. Do you want a tissue? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Odin and the Kingdom of Asgard is responsible for overseeing those? No, they've like... made themselves responsible because they perceive themselves as being the good guys. Mm. And, okay. and that's just, I guess, a perspective, really, because the Frost Giants don't necessarily feel that they are. Because you've got to remember, Odin went onto their planet, kicked all their asses, and stole a baby. Yeah. Whose perspective is it? Was he saving the child from certain death, or was he... A Abducting a child, which is kind of naughty. It's not good, is it? Well, the last time I watched the news, people were going put in prison for that stuff. I will return them. <laughs> I thought it was okay. So every time I see a pushchair in Asda, walk away with it. <laughs> I mean, that's just my bad, I suppose. Um, apologies for that. Uh, thank you, Marvel, to all put me right. Oh, no, thank you, Mark, put me right. No, you're all right. I now know kidnapping is bad. <laughs> Unless it's for financial gain, in which case it's good, isn't it? <laughs> what Mark's saying there is right. I think what they've done is because they're quite a powerful Being. civilization. Yeah. And they are civilized because essentially the Frost Giants just throw rocks at you. Yeah. They've got a huge army. They've got the Valkyries, or had the Valkyries. You don't know this at this point. But no, but it's Norse mythology, so it's okay. And the Valkyries are pretty hardcore. Okay. And they're well trained as well. It said at this beginning part that Thor's going round reinstilling peace in the Nine Realms. Again, I suppose it's whichever side of the fence you're sitting on as to whether he's enforcing or instilling peace. Well, that moves into another social science experiment of where you sort of feel you're complicit in the deeds of others. Mm. We, we all know about where that goes. The fire planet you probably wouldn't want to go to because it's very hot. I couldn't do it. But that's where Sawtail lives. Who's that? You don't know who he is until the next one. Okay. It's in the comics and it's in it's referenced in the film. Mm. You just don't know its meaning at the moment. But I suppose some of the planets are just like, one's really hot, one's really cold. Would you really go there if you wanted to? Probably not. You're not going to invade it. They're kind of peacekeepers. The Dark Elves are just another group of people who are maybe a little bit more chaotic, may want to gain power. Thor and the Asgardians go, uh, no. Well, uh, you see, again, it's all a matter of perspective here. To put it in a simple analogy, the Asgardians want the lights on and the Dark Elves want the lights off. Who's right? Because if you like the lights off, then you're right with that and if you want the lights on and that's kind of what they want isn't it they're dark elves they like it dark and things dark and the way that the Asgardians live is directly opposed to how they want stuff so there is a clash of culture so they to like speak it they like it light that fence you're sitting on must be hurting your ass. <laughs> Well, no, I, I'm simply creating the... I mean, I obviously very much side on the lights on. <laughs> hey. Only because you were in the gym. <laughs> Two months ago, he was lights off. And take the bulbs out of all of the rooms. <laughs> Just a thing. Should we not have watched Iron Man 3 before this? Because no. I'm getting confused. No, Iron Man 3 is after. Wikipedia told him. No, that you're looking at phase two. You're not looking at the timeline. Uh, can I also just mention that I liked the fact that we left Avengers get together. Assemble. Christ alive. <laughs> oh my God, were you being serious? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I literally just had a mind blank then. Anyway. The Avengers get together. <laughs> Not at this time of year, unless you're in number 10. Where? That's the romantic comedy version of yeah. the film. It's where they hook up and have a shawarma. 
<laughs> swap houses for the weekend. Yeah. Where Thor took Loki back to Asgard. Yeah. And then this film then obviously shows the continuation of that. I like the fact that this is happening a lot in the movies now. Well, it's been happening for seven movies so far. <laughs> and continues for another pile more. But it was good because then obviously you see Loki being ass kicked by his dad a little bit verbally and then being put into the jail, which was cool. The jails are cool. That's really a comfortable jail, that. Mm. Is it? Yeah. Well, it is for your eye. It isn't when you're immortal. It's like, you're there forever. Yeah, getting an armchair when you're going to be there forever. He's not immortal, though, is he? He's a god. He lives for 5,000 years, because that's what he says. Loki isn't, isn't, no, he's a black... Yeah, no, but we're not saying, but they live for 5,000 years. Yeah, the Frost Giants. The Frost Giants. But even as a god, he takes a lot to kill him. Let's say for the benefit of legal reasons, they age slower than we do, and they're probably a lot fitter than us. They don't have, you know, a just eat round the corner. They're probably eating a lot of vegetables and fruit. Fruit, and he's also a frost giant, probably hybrid DNA of being also a god. Probably going to last a lot longer than it, 80 years. But it's years. not strange ways, is it? Or whatever a lot. Well, it might be funny strange ways. You've got to sit on the roof. <laughs> so you get a bit of fresh air. <laughs> and throw toilet rolls at people, which you're probably, you're probably a bit worried about that with COVID. Hey, shit, I remember well, when you that need happened. to keep older, yeah, yeah. don't you? <laughs> but they were throwing them now. now yeah. That's people. going on the black market. Oh, 500 quid, you've just lobbed off the roof. Well, the interesting thing is that is where do people keep all of that? They keep it up with their arsehole, don't they? So where do <laughs> So we're going to find a toilet roll up your ass. The irony. <laughs> I know. We digress. It's not strange ways because it's Asgard <laughs> and the technology is pretty advanced. But let's look at it. You would probably think it's a holidays. Mm. It may end up being like a whole season holidays. I've stayed in some cheap hotels with no windows that felt very much like that. I have to be honest. <laughs> well, for 5,000 years, that pretty nice place is probably going to come a little bit boring. All right. Well, when you put it that way, obviously it's not. But it just looks a little bit nicer looking yeah, than your interior your design. You probably go up at a Chalange there, put some tapestry on the walls well, and like 5,000 right. years later we're still looking at I don't know Harry Styles on the walls and getting also getting a bit dated now isn't it but it was also good that you got an indication of the relationship of Loki with his mum a little bit more in this yeah, one that good. you didn't get in the previous ones well you actually see in this film her performing almost a Loki trick and I say that bearing in mind she's probably taught Loki that very trick which is the projection trans- thing the projection of your to person sh- yeah, yeah yeah that was really really good by the way that was a powerful scene that. Well, you see her, she's very kick-ass anyway, which is a shame why she dies in this film. I but know. you can see what she's taught Loki and you can understand why there is a close relationship between those two. You need to lose major characters because otherwise it becomes like... Otherwise, in the later Avengers movies, there'd be 4,425. Because you need to have loss, don't you? There needs to be that reason of why you're all geared up. It's good that Marvel doesn't shy away of losing good characters. I know this happens later on in the film and it's not chronological probably We're based following on where your we notes. are right now. they're all over the show aren't but it, her actual death burial scene was actually really powerful did you not think yeah. I like the move I like the soundtrack of that I like the whole ceremony it was with quite, the boat and yeah, yeah that's very wonderful. Norse though isn't it well they were missing the coins for the you said that ferryman. didn't you yeah, yeah. yeah. you'd only have coins over their eyes to pay the that's Greek is it yeah you're getting mixed up with the river Styx, which is Greek mythology right come on know your classics I know Canal, you don't know the title of films he doesn't know his classics Match made in heaven was if you crossing the river sticks I think you have to pay the ferryman yeah two coins that's Greek mythology and then she goes off the edge of the cliff wonderful
beautiful, wonderful scene. scene. And she needs to die for them to be able to forge together. And the other thing, going back to him staying in that room, because he has that gift of projection, can't he just project something himself? Mm. Just project a lovely turkey dinner. Well, he did project because after his mum's death, he projected to he Thor projected, that he was he okay. He projected the cell looking mm. all tidy and him looking very dapper. And when Thor told him to pack it in, he was a gibbering mess sitting in a destroyed cell. I felt for Loki. You love Loki, don't I you? I just love Loki, yeah. That shows the heart that Loki has. I remember rightly, didn't you say you'd go for a pie dinner with him? Yeah. Defo, I love Loki. Mm. I suppose. What about you, Mark Pollard? Well, the death scene of his mum and indeed the death scene of Loki in this film, for me, starts a fabulous journey for Thor because I think it's very lightly brushed over in this film because I reckon come the end of this film, you weren't sitting there thinking, well, I wonder how Thor feels about this ending because in one film he's lost his mum and his brother how would you feel if you'd lost your mum and your brother in the space of however long period it is a week two hours two hours whatever it might be well in the film yeah 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 but uh, (laughs) that's a shit night out isn't it It (laughs) I went to the cinema to watch the film and my family's died you know what I mean but he has he's lost two thirds of his family in a really short space of time where does that leave him as a character yeah the thing that we don't really take into consideration is he's a higher being he's not a mere mortal or a human no so to lose two powerful people you look at like the opening fight scene there's only a few of them on the battleground and a fight and essentially an army mm. the shit out of fighters and mm. his mum's obviously trained because she's always wearing armor she's not wearing just her slacks and overalls is she no no she headed up that fight scene with the dark elf didn't she so to save jane she's, yeah she's, she's shit hot in terms she of that is. and so to die in those circumstances must be even worse than just a run-of-the-mill car accident i mean it is sad that we lost another female strong character to be honest <laughs> I did Particularly like defending that waste of space of a character, Jane, playing Jane. Well, yeah, oh exactly. Yeah. I mean, she should have jibbed Jane off, she to be honest. She was asleep at the wheel on that one. Yeah, I, I sort of argued a corner in the first movie, but in this movie, she might not have been there. Could have replaced her with a plum. <laughs> Would have got an Oscar for it. Yeah, true that. I like her in certain things. I think she was good in, was it Black Swan? Yeah. The earliest one was in Leon, which is a bit problematic yeah. now. I thought she was good in that. Natalie Portman was in Star Wars, the prequel. She was, yeah. yeah. She was all right in those, I suppose. This one, I thought she was asleep at the wheel and in the comics it's a strong female character not well, that she I becomes wanna... Lady Thor doesn't she, does, she yeah not that you want to hark on the fact that there's strong female characters because everyone goes to the cinema going oh strong female characters and forget the fact that film and TV isn't real if you want strong female characters I just look at my mum mm. there's, there's a strong female character listen to him no but there's people like that they're strong female characters people go to the cinema and go oh there's not enough representation of strong female characters it's a fucking film it's not real but I mean if you were wanting to save one or the other I'd totally go for Thor's mum over Jane any day. It's not even a choice there, is it? Yeah. I would, absolutely. She was just diabolical. I don't cash in on the whole female thing. I think if it's well written and everyone gets enough airtime and it's cohesive and the storyline works, then yeah. But, but she gets no role in this, does she? There's maybe. none of her scientific skills put into play here. Um, she gets infected with something and the purpose of the film is to get it out of her and she can't do anything to help and that's pretty much the full extent of her involvement in this film. It just draws Thor's emotions out though isn't it? I feel like that's the principal part of her role just to show that she's his weak point. Mm, I mean she plays a victim essentially in this. Yeah. The other thing which he kind of dumps her from long distance because he hasn't really bothered with her since the first film and is the players... Uh, do you know hang on a minute I'll pull you on that. I don't think he did because he wasn't dating uh, I've got it on here Lady What's It from the fighting Lady 40. Sif. Yeah. Sif. Lady Sif. She's got a proper thing for him and he's yeah. not having any of it and he's moping around 
all sad and lonely because he's missing old Jane. Fucking Jane is out on a date. With dude. Do you know what I mean? So if there's anyone who's jibbed off this old long distance relationship, it's old Jane who's dusted off the old brogues and sexy brogues. underwear. Which is from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time you Where did that come from? No, it's coming. I, I, I was trying to think of what girls might put on for dates. A but skirt? <laughs> she's, she's She's dusted off her dancing shoes and her naughty underwear and got herself out there. Whereas old Thor's wandering around cleaning his naked, impressive torso on his own in the room <laughs> in the moonlight. Who doesn't do that? Well, I don't because I haven't got that torso. I happily clean by moonlight, but I definitely don't look like that. <laughs> I haven't got an outdoor shower. But, uh, but she, bitch. <laughs> Maybe she thinks she can get away with it. He's on Asgard, miles away. It's yes. the postcode rule, isn't it? Well, <laughs> Different postcodes. Little does she know that Hamdal is keeping an eye on her. Oh, he's like proper. He's keeping a couple of eyes on her with a massive sword. That's like he's the social media of the yeah. old, old age. Isn't he's it? like you haven't seen this Twitter picture, have you? Look at this on WhatsApp. I don't know which one all the kids are with. What is it? <laughs> the uh, Twitter Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat, yeah, maybe. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, she's like this, going yay, two thumbs friendly, and then uh, Hamdal's going, oh, Thor, you might get down there, yeah. make a presence. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Old Jane just tagged herself into a uh, tidy little restaurant and she yeah. ain't baiting the bill, apparently. Yeah, hashtag yeah. Thor arse. Well, l- look, it's nice. That that whole scene of like Jane turning up again is only nice because one of your lovely characters shows up, doesn't she, Mark? Oh, you, yeah, I think I know who you're going to say. Who? The, the girl. The one that you like. The, the, the girl. girl. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. I mean, Darcy. Darcy. I mean, Darcy's brilliant in this film. I was looking through my top tens to see where Darcy was on the back of... And obviously, we've been adjusting in it but Darcy was down in number 13 in fact she wasn't she was number 11 in my top 10 okay. and I think this film elevates her beyond that because I think she's brilliant aside from Loki and Thor she I would argue is probably the next best character after that in this film can I ask are you saying that with hindsight of no another no absolutely not I think she's funny when she comes in for the date scene she's she funny. funny there she's funny throughout while the seeing the gravity thing going all over and she keeps on referring to the intern as the intern yeah she's funny when they break out eric from the mental institution, institution. yeah uh, she's funny at the end when she's smooching the inter she's funny throughout this film and you pulled a face then ish but <laughs> go on then you give me a character other than thor and loki who you think probably did a better performance throughout this film than darcy look darcy didn't have enough air time for me honestly i think she's a funny character but i don't think she's up there with the principal characters yeah like who like Thor and Loki well I said Thor and Loki but she's after definitely that... better than Jane 100% come on who else do you think did as good a job in this film Look, as Darcy for, for the humour she did the best of all of them yeah. you're not giving me any names is this because you don't know any names yeah basically what's it called Bob. what's the film called <laughs> let me go through the list of the main characters you've got Malachi who's dog shit Odin who I suppose oh, Odin, Od- Odin yeah. you could argue a little bit but I don't think personally he is as good as Darcy Hamdell Hamdell's good yeah. Hamdell's good but and he's funny again I, I, I still don't think he's better than Darcy in this film you've got the Warrior 6 plus Miss What's the Face I don't think they're in the it six. enough Lady uh, Jane we've already touched on Frieger gets killed off Mm. Uh, Eric doesn't play a huge role he's sort of funny but I don't think he's involved as much I would argue Odin's probably the only person you could legitimately argue Odin then there's a lot of characters and this are just cipher characters that are made for moving the narrative forward rather than ones that are reoccurring well I mean Odin is integral to the whole of this I thought Darcy and the intern were great comic 
humour. Spoiler alerts here, Thor Ragnarok, which is the next Thor movie, is even more funny than this film. I think some of the humour in this in this film was great. Darcy was brilliant. The intern was brilliant. Loki's funny in this. I think Thor starts to find a little bit of levity in his character because he was very serious in the first one and he was a little bit serious in Avengers and he's kind of been forced to be a bit more humorous because of what the other characters around him are doing. Mm, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Lady What's It properly wants to play with Thor's hammer. <laughs> I don't think they did anything, did they? Just like, just no, no, she, likes she him. just likes him. Aww. She's been carving in a tree. <laughs> Initials. Yeah. yeah. I hope it's not the tree of life, because that'll be sacrilege. <laughs> she's scrubbed out the other realms. That's why I said seven. She's right, scrubbed out the, the two, two realms gone. by mistake. She should have been dropping the news that Jane has been dating to Thor. She's dating the guy from the It crowd, isn't she? Yeah, the and Irish guy. Yeah, Chris whatever yeah can we well where are we to on your notes well I've come up to the next thing which was the longest Volvo which is the car that they drive away from in the scene <laughs> and my uncle used to have one of these and it was like trying to turn the Titanic around <laughs> it was one of those but they are the longest cars You've, in fact Volvos yeah. and they had no power steering as well so trying to negotiate one of those things in a multi-story car park and then trying to park it into a space was nigh on impossible I just felt I needed to share that <laughs> larders were quite Throw, long as well yeah yeah it was a nice throwback. Can we talk about that whole realm thing where they all come together and therefore Jane gets sucked in? Can you explain that a little bit more? Can you so explain it a bit more? <laughs> So that's the nine realms, right? Once every whatever, all the planets come into a straight line. The and convergence. The convergence, thank so you. So all the planets that these places are on, all these realms, let's call them planets, right? Basically, but these planets may well be in different galaxies or universes. I'm not an astrologist, so unless you are, you can come back to me and ask physicist. I'm neither of those two things. However, this thing where the planets align is called a convergence. Mm. Call it a massive... Traffic jammer. What do you call it when you have a moon passes the sun or the sun? Eclipse. Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Wow, you two are really doing some of the heavy lifting with the old vocabulary today. (laughs) I'll have you know, at least I know the name of the film. (laughs) You beat me a lot. And and also I knew the name Convergence. We wouldn't have got there if I hadn't I'm the shit one today, that's fine. But but this is for you. (laughs) You're supposed to tell us what you've seen and go, you know that Convergence, what's all that about? Anyways, Mark says, every, I don't know, thousand years or something, all the planets align and it gives this link to the realms. Okay. And that's what was happening in that scene where portals between the the galaxies and the gravity things were all sort of intermingled. But it was kind of not realistic that she got sucked in because, I mean, would that shit really happen like people would... In real life? Yeah. No, because it's a comic book film. But we're always talking about how realistic things are. No. Mm. Are we? I've not seen any evidence of anything even remotely like that. The only realistic thing that happens in this world is people get sucked off. (laughs) Okay. Moving on. Well, they do, generally. The only thing that's probably true about it is we do have lunar and solar eclipses. Eclipses. So do you reckon... Sorry, what do we have? Eclipses. Eclipses. Yeah, we do have moons and things align. Astrologists and people who do astronomy will say, oh, the Capricorn is in Uranus and things like that. And they go, it's aligned with... Only on a weekend. Yeah, if you're lucky. That happens in real life, but, you know, we don't get caught up on it and never do we find ourselves portaling to things and getting sucked off. Yeah, I just thought it was a bit weak that it just 
just so happened that Jane was in the same area that all that shit was happening and so she's the one that gets sucked into the other realm and therefore injected. Oh, no, not just thing. her. The shoes and car keys, they went as well. Oh, yeah, the shoes and the car keys. Full yeah. Night, everything went. Yeah. So, mm, not that keen in, on in that In the location scene. that gets used, the most destroyed location of all time, the London Admiralty is, gets destroyed by that massive obelisk thing, doesn't it? Can't remember. Yes. Massive part. I'm going to say yes. Doesn't the dark elves yeah, come through it or something? It was Greenwich. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What we're establishing is the ether and yeah. the convergence is just a cosmic event that happened. That means the power of the ether yeah. is probably heightened. During that time. The same as the energy from the sun when the sun's closer to planet Earth. When the solar flares, it creates havoc on Earth. With yeah. Radi- well, radi- I think what they were saying is the space stone, if that's what indeed it is, Make- because everything's aligned and yeah. because there's almost portals that lead you through into one another. So if you shot a the beam through the portal you mm. can destroy all of the things in one foul swoop as opposed to having to go to each individual yeah. galaxy well, yeah, to do it that that makes in a straight sense. line and yeah. it's every 5,000 years it's killing two birds with one stone type analogy so she gets the ether inside of her oh yeah <laughs> and then uh, obviously and it had nothing to do with thought just saying Heimdall yeah. says oh I can't see Jane anymore you better get your ass down there Thor and then he goes all down right. doesn't he and then takes her back to Asgard I'm glad you did the screenplay for this film very exciting <laughs> no wonder you didn't like it you should narrate the book and then Heimdall says oh you need to get yourself down there I'm looking at you just to check if I've actually remembered that correctly or not why are you asking me you did the narration <laughs> Yeah, Heimdall. Heimdall Heimdall says, mate, I've just been watching your bird cheating and uh, now she's vanished, which means one of two things. Either she's gone to another galaxy where bad stuff's happening or she's in the bedroom doing things and they're wearing tinfoil hats and they're having the brains. Yeah, You (laughs) might want to go down just to check which one. Well, when you were a kid, when you used to run across the bedroom and jump onto the bed and cover yourself in a duvet because of the monsters under your bed, did you ever do that? Yes. And then put your glowworm bed light on. Oh, yeah, I had a glowworm. Oh, my God, throwback. Yeah. Oh, my God, you too. <laughs> At that point, a duvet was strong enough to essentially destroy a monster. Absolutely. Oh, glowworms. Yeah. Oh. Although, although we didn't know at the time that monster was Jimmy Savile. <laughs> <laughs> True that. I don't know why he was under me bad. Look, Jimmy, just keep it down with the snoring, will you? Oh, moving swiftly on. <laughs> One of the interesting things is Al Eric. Yes. Who at the very outset of this is shown running around Stonehenge. Okay. Bollocker. Okay, naked. okay. I totally have a question about this. How the fuck does Eric end up finishing with the Avengers having obviously come out of Loki's... Blah, blah. Spell, yeah. (laughs) Blah, blah. And then end up in Stonehenge. How does that happen? Probably well, he, he didn't go from A to B. There's obviously, be, there's obviously been a little bit of, yeah. Train. The stress of you the Loki almost killing humankind. He's still himself. He's just been persuaded by Loki with the Mind Stone, if we're getting the stones right. And then he goes to see some other stones, Stonehenge, which also have history as being powerful, because no one knows who built them. They do kind of touch upon this with Hawkeye, don't they, in the Avengers film? Yeah. People 
people who are recovering from having been under the power or spell of don't necessarily always come out of it with their full mental well-being intact and Eric has suffered that well he says doesn't he yeah he's had a god inside his head so to get a bit religious even though we're on Norse mythology that the reason why the Ark of the Covenant had a tent around it and the Holy of Holies and had a guy who had a piece of rope attached to his leg was because the power of that artifact was too much for human minds to comprehend Mm. so they had the reason why the person had the rope around so if he did lose the plot and he was someone who was trained to be in that tent they could pull him out essentially what you've got is a god who's also a frost giant but let's go with the fact that Loki is in fact Norse mythology god in his head who's now opened his mind to all of these things yeah all in one go and your brain we only use what is it six percent of that so your brain now has gone boom your synaptic pathways have been created and you go I can't believe all the stuff's here so he's now seeing things he's gone to Stonehenge because that's and probably many things that he now knows possibly Uh, even understands but as a human he's limited in his ability to explain it or or explain yeah. yeah exactly so and as Mark said he's probably been working on things like string theory and super strings and black holes Mark knows all about super strings all about the strings yeah all about the strings he's gone a little bit mental he's gone to Stonehenge because that is an ancient artifact that people connect to from a astrological point of view right how he got there Uber he got a lift thumbed his <laughs> way in which and is then why got he's got Nick, a Thor arse as well <laughs> yeah and then someone's grabbed him he's also naked maybe that's a side effect of the fact that he's that keen to get there he hasn't bothered to get dressed how many times have you gone out with your shoes on all the Actually, time tell you the story about the way you went out with two different shoes <laughs> yes thank you it's like that it was dark <laughs> one was a crock which is disgusting <laughs> It wasn't, wasn't, by the way. It was a hedgehog you trod on. I'll be made fun of, but I won't have anyone believing I wear Crocs. Draw the line at Crocs. Absolutely. If you can't bend over to do a shoelace, you've given up on life. (laughs) He does something like what Mark did, but didn't bother with any clothes. (laughs) I went, I need to get to Stonehenge. It's like when people go to Alton Towers, they do put clothes on. Yeah. He gets to Stonehenge and he's running around. You shouldn't even be on the grass in Stonehenge. You're not allowed on, are you? So he's running around, gets arrested, and the first thing people do is go, you're a bit mental, mate. Mm. And he's in the mental home now. The wonderful thing that we touch upon later on, which I'll expand upon, the notice board he's drawing on. Yeah. And the people he's more or less doing a seminar to, who are also a bit mental, like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, is actually extremely important. Okay. But it's an Easter egg, so I'll do it later. Yeah, and you did see Stanley in there. Yeah, which is one of my Easter eggs. Okay. There's another bewildered inmate. He is talking sense. The problem is, is his approach and his demeanour and the way he's gone about doing it is probably not what humans would go, you're saying there is precedent for that because in Hawkeye and also in the comics when he gets possessed in Avengers and Black Widow has to sort him out he's dealing with that as well right okay like the Mancurian candidate type programme that was run in America Mancurian or Manchurian I say Mancurian not Mancunian Because one's different. You're Mancunian, aren't you? I am. Yeah, if one of them gets in your head, you're done for. Yeah, exactly. Ruined. So it's the Mancurian, (laughs) but if you're American, you say Manchurian, don't you? I don't know. Who cares? Potato, potato. Exactly. But the programme they ran to brainwash people to then give them a couple of code words, a bit like another film that you'll be seeing very soon, which activates them. Mm. And like they tried to do in the Cold War with the Russians who infiltrated America. Mm. The idea being is that they get you to do something that you wouldn't have done yourself, but you've been coerced into doing it. 
and then you, when you realise what you've done you have that extreme regret so that's what he's probably got right okay that explains it a little bit more sorry oh. if it was a bit long winded but there no but that makes sense cool okay well I was sort of trying to go time we've, we've been jumping around. around so I'm quite happy now to just go a bit <laughs> sporadic sticking with Heimdall he gets a bit more to do in this doesn't he he does right can I just also ask another question you can ask whatever question we're here for you to ask these questions Heimdall right spots the or senses this evil flying yes. thing coming into Asgard yeah how the hell does it get into Asgard through the Bifrost but he controls the Bifrost well so that's what threw me a little bit because I was like surely any random enemy could then just enter into Asgard well no I think the Bifrost was compromised somehow wasn't it I didn't fully understand how that happened yeah I think he was asleep at the wheel Hamdell was probably having I don't know Snapchat <laughs> Well, he was too busy watching, digging yeah. in on the date with was, Jane. Yeah, maybe he'd been watching the freeview on the adult channel. I don't know. Because <laughs> you only get five minutes, don't you? So he um, apparently, allegedly, that's why I don't subscribe. I only need four. Do it twice, <laughs> three times on Sunday. <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> Bad markers and thing there should have just gone two minutes and then everyone would have subscribed to the show. But there you go, not a sponsor. Two marks on podstation.co.uk. Maybe that's what he was doing. I think he was distracted with. Okay. Because I agree, it would make no sense, would it, if you could no. have this huge bifrost that protects you, and then you go, hang on a minute, there's I'll a just massive sail, ship. Sh- yeah. Sail through with the same technology Maybe he was that bored. the shield guys use, obviously, to make it invisible, and just sail all the way through. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but he might have just got bored, and in fairness to him, he does then take it down. Yeah, he does. Maybe he went with the utility warehouse and pay the bill. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps he was playing with them. He was going, I'm going to let you pass. I'm going to let you pass. I'm not <laughs> watching. I'm not what You know, like you do with the kids where you pretend that you haven't seen them. But then you go, all right, they've got to learn the valuable lesson well, of losing. And yep. so, until you then... He fucked that up, though, didn't he? Cause well, then, no, because he took the ship down. No, but then all Helm broke loose because everybody was then inside. Well, I suppose. The shields all went down and all that kind of crazy shit happened, didn't it? But then the film would have ended very abruptly if that didn't happen because there's not a third act of the film. Is it the third? act of the film? The invasion of the Dark Elves who basically ram raid. No, that's not the third act. The third act's when they go into Sorry, it's because of Greenwich. Notes, so, yeah, because that's the same ship, isn't it? The same ship that cuts No, up. they've obviously got more than one ship. I think they've a car park full of them. Yeah. A ship park full of them. Yeah. But they're invading, aren't they? I think they've got an armada of ship. Oh, he are. wants to pat himself on the back because he remembered Armada. He just can't remember which scene it was. That one breaks well, down in Asgard, which is what they... Breaks down <laughs> AA. <laughs> the Asgardian, Asgardians. <laughs> What's AA stand for? Asgardian assistant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, crashes into Asgard. <laughs> and then the guys escape on it because obviously still at this time, Loki's still in prison when the guys are coming in on the shit and then I mean crashing is an understatement <laughs> yeah, when they go into that area with all those pillars and manage to yes. wipe them all out and then when Thor decides he's going to sneak out and manages to wipe out all the remaining pillars yeah, yeah. and the building still stands you were mentioning yeah. yeah yeah that's not structurally sound that building well they're obviously not load bearing pillars are not they not load bearing pillars at all <laughs> But we're not in a human realm, are we? So shit like that could just fly. You mean what you're saying is that they wouldn't have needed any planning Steals permission? Steels or RSJs? No, definitely not. No, and also you're building it in space, so it's not got any oversight, has it? In gravity, dude. Yeah. Oh my God, we just solved it. It was like watching my first driving lesson. 
<laughs> when they were trying to get through there. Like, yeah. well, mind the lamppost. Never mind. There's another one here. Well, nope. Taking that out as well. 20 point 10. Yeah. <laughs> they made it part of the actual exam. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, no. You I- went reversing that Volvo way. You might have thought they were driving it, given the way they were trying to get out of there. The other thing I put on my notes at this point was I could do with the dark bomb for my fat bits. You know, it makes things disappear. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if I strategically place some of those in certain places. You would not be there anymore. It's not going to just take a little bit of your You fat. do realise it's, it's a black thing. hole. It's a quantum singularity. All it would do is you just put it inside you and you suck it the rest of you in. Hello! <laughs> You'd just be a hole in space, but then as a result of your selfishness, would then also start sucking everything else in. Well, all right. I mean, you haven't thought this through. I want a dark bomb because I'm losing fat and also half so the planet. You definitely don't want a dark bomb. I think that's the whole point of why they're a little bit panicky. Because it's creating a black hole that is going to suck in the entirety of the planet. Yeah, but it didn't. There well, were only bombs on the spot that just took... Yeah, but they are small singularities. I know, but that's my point. If you have a small enough singularity, you can just take enough away that... Is that like laser fat But then reduction? you'd have a big fat hole in your stomach. Yeah. Well, no, because I'd only put it on my love handles at the side. But all the food would just fall out of your sides. Well, Although your stomach's not there, is it? Did it have a floppy intestine? Or a kidney. I think you're overthinking these. I think you've overthought it. <laughs> yeah, like, If that's what you've come up with as a solution, <laughs> I think I'll be on Dragon's Den with this. Oh, dark bombs uh, or two million pound investments. <laughs> then the big monster, I was going to call him the big bad, but he's not. He's the second big bad monster breaks out of prison. The monster. Should we call him Steve for the benefit of this? Go on, elaborate on this thing. Big what, Steve. What were you watch? Big Steve breaks out. And then he break, and then Steve breaks out everybody else but Loki. I think you're talking about the dark elf that the Ravager swallows the. Is that the Ravager? Well, no, the swallows the, the other pill. <laughs> Yeah, the other, the, there's yeah, one exactly. that breaks a pill that makes him so a bit like yeah, the Zulus guy. used to do and basically have drugs and get proper mental on it so is that guy Steve Mighty Steve, meaty big Steve, Steve. Big yeah, Steve big he's Steve. in the pub right yeah. so we'll know good Dartman oh. yeah he's got a temper on him though hasn't he oh yeah and if he drinks he's a nasty drunk okay so Steve big Steve 10 pint Steve yeah yeah yeah. liked him you like Steve 10 pint Steve yeah he's what, powerful is it because he he's kicks, cheeky because he's powerful he's <laughs> <laughs> cheeky is he cheeky no he's not cheeky what would you call him a little bit of a lol <laughs> Does he give you the no, old lols? No, he's not. He's not. He plays Cheeky. around with people <laughs> and the heads uh, and the, dis- <laughs> the separated limbs. Well, he's a powerful baddie because he kicks Thor's ass around a little bit. Right. And everybody else that's in there right. trying to stop him. He's not cheeky because Cheeky's he's exclusive to Loki. He's in berserker mode, isn't he? But, yeah, massively. But he's a dark elf, isn't he? Who's just basically is a berserker. And he is there to Berserk. steal the te- Tesseract. He's infiltrated. I think he purposely got himself Court because mm. people went, Well, Big Steve, he's not really big, is he? I think it's ironic. Yeah, they call yeah. him Big Steve. And then he sniffs a bit the old beak. Yeah. And next minute, he's, <laughs> he's, then he's Berserker, 10 pint Steve. Yeah. But and what, he smashes through things. But he wanted to take the Tesseract. Is that why you infiltrated? No, they were after, after the ether. ether. About, oh, to get the ether back yeah, yeah. from the girl who was already. Okay, so Jane was already there by then. Oh, well, yeah, I, don't, true I, don't that. Think, I don't think I'm he knew that um, Jane was there. I think he just was there for that reason. The got Dark it. Elves just wanted to infiltrate. So that's why they got caught very easily. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, a bit shit, aren't they, these villains? And he's like, oh, big Steve. <laughs> he's like, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah you just wait. Yeah. 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 He's fine now, yeah. but give him an hour. Triple, yeah. triple 20. Yeah. And then obviously Loki tells him how to get out. Because Loki is once again manipulating external influences for his own gain. That's what he does, and that's how he Good escapes. Good old Loki. God love him. Well, you say that, but... He's, he's cheeky, though, isn't he, Loki? He's defo cheeky, but in a bloody great way. The thing I took away from this film about Loki is he has some seriously long toes. There is a scene in this film where you can see his toes, and they are uncomfortably long. <laughs> what? I think the ones that look like the face hugger from Alien, and they've got the proper knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> Like it could be a hand, but it's oh, yeah, that is so like athletes gross. have them feet. Oh, they're ones like they've got like really muscular toes that you could probably hold an egg. I know, but they're also minging at the same time you don't like because feet, it's, do you? I, I've got a thing against uh, it. Just I hope your feet are the best pristine feet in the planet. No, they're not. I'm I'm not a hypocrite here. I would be happy. I would be the first in the queue to have them lopped off <laughs> <laughs> to try on someone's slipper. He's just got long toes, and it offended me a little bit. I love that. That's what you picked up. Scored and nobody else did. It would have got a 10 if it wasn't for the toes. <laughs> yeah. You cast those toes wrong, Marvel. Not to use the same, but he clawed it back slightly. Not with his toes, but <laughs> metaphorically. Like a golden eagle. Yeah. <laughs> when he was skipping along pretending to be an Avenger. Old cap. Oh, <laughs> skipping, that was skipping so like this on his, t- on his toes. Wait, let me tell you. Loki just is the best character because of his humour his cheekiness that scene <laughs> yeah that scene where Despite he's just his, skipping his along murder yeah like skipping along and just turning into Captain America and shit that was absolutely hilarious that is that. a top cheeky moment that is one of the best scenes that, of this film yeah but that film. is genuinely a cheeky moment yeah. ignoring all the, the murder in general well you know you have yeah but to it's the same person how can the same person be not cheeky later well, cheeky inside the cheeky is inside of him <laughs> Has Cheeky got massive toes? We don't yeah. judge. Yeah, that's right. Loki's got small toes, but yeah, Cheeky and Cheeky's got massive. But he just kept just like throwing out these one-liners throughout this film. Absolutely fucking brilliant. I love him. Oh, you're easy to please, aren't you? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Mark was there, notably quiet there. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fucking mental. Brilliant. And she ain't cheeky either. But he, he had a good, good scenes in it, and actually, it was a good cameo from Chris Evans. Uh, nice payday. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah easiest Love day's work scene. he's ever done. In it, absolutely, Bill. Yeah. Okay, where are we up to now? I've got Heimdall takes day off at the pub. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Which I think is when he's turning <laughs> a blind eye to Thor yes. at breaking Loki out. Yeah, and committing what's the... And then I've thing? got Thor... Prison break. Yeah. Yeah, and then I've got <laughs> Thor trying to fly spaceship a bit like me trying to figure out how something works, which is when he's just whacking the buttons and getting more infuriated with the random whacking of said so buttons. That is so you, by the way, yeah. Uh, because it's not working. He's <laughs> going, this isn't working, and just hitting it a little bit harder, hoping that that will make it work and it I did. think it's a man thing isn't it, it, it is a man we, we don't read instructions no and there's always a screw missing yeah at the end of your assembly yeah you know, <laughs> and, and you go in I no idea where that come from and then you find out when you sit on the chair and it just falls <laughs> apart it was the actual main thing that kept it together <laughs> I think it's a bit of a challenge if you don't read the instructions. I saw a lot of myself in Thor in that particular scene Holy. just not the six pack <laughs> Well, that's me, obviously, after the dark matter bomb thing. Yeah, but you just look like Swiss cheese after that. <laughs> you look like the polka dot man. <laughs> you just have holes on you. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a thing. Oh, God. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> me too. Okay. Thor had his shirt off again, didn't he? A lot. Yeah. In fact, Chris Hemsworth sort of drew a line at this point, didn't he? What, with his nipple? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, with the gratuitous sexual sexualization uh, of his sexualization uh, of his character i think it was after this film i think he has said in an article that that was sort of the last film where he was particularly because i think his issue with that scene was that it didn't lend itself to the story in any particular way it was just him without his top on yeah there was no reason for him not to do that other than give all the women in the world a load of pleasure i know but if that had been reversed and it had been a woman and i appreciate that there's been many many films over many many decades well, Black where Widow said the exactly same thing, didn't she? exactly yeah, she this thing has happened <laughs> well no it was different with black widow because she was sexualized in order to infiltrate she was playing the character yeah. as part of her character with thought he was just getting we were watching him get washed we didn't need to watch him get washed no it's those little we things we didn't what well i'm sure we did it's equal opportunities yeah i mean it comes a point when your shirt's constantly being ripped off for no reason gust of wind shirt comes off he looks a bit more ripped this one he's huge I mean you wouldn't have noticed this but Ishtar did you notice at all what that he was a bit more ripped in this one uh yeah well mm. how many, how many times did yeah, you pause I thought it? that first one I thought that first one didn't float your boat what floated your boat in this scene that didn't float your boat in the wet t-shirt contest that he did in the previous one um, yeah, which one required a mop bucket look I'm not a massive Thor fan because I do think he's a wee bit muscly but it wasn't this Thor film wasn't as because the last Thor film, so I just clutched at a few extra straws that I didn't in the last one. You clutched at some straws and found out it was Thor's penis. <laughs> Thor's hammer. <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls it. I'll knock yeah. it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Indeed. In your notes, what are we up to? Well, I've actually got us on to the Dark Elf world now, where they pretend that Loki double tricks Thor. Oh, yeah. Now, when this happened, did you think that that was legitimately yes. Loki yes. screwing his I was like, over? holy shit, he just chopped his hand off. Yeah, I wrote it in my notes. Nice Disney trope there. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Well, because it was his left hand. I don't know which hand it was. Well, I just said, oh my hand. God, Loki cuts off Thor's hand, exclamation mark. Because yeah, every time there's a like Star Wars film, somebody loses the left hand. Oh, right. As a minority group myself of a left-handed person. Yeah, I find prejudice against. Yeah. Oh, Why right. can't it be a right-hander? Exactly. Why is it always left left-handed? Left yeah, I'm left-handed. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> you genuinely thought that Loki had tricked him? Yes, I did. You see, I remember the first time I watched this film, I actually did think it was part of the plan because it felt too obvious that he was going to scream over mm. and it felt too obvious that Thor would be so naive as to allow it to happen. No, but they'd all said, can you trust your brother? And he'd said repeatedly no. So he had no choice at that point because he needed Loki, so it was completely yeah, but that doesn't mean to say plausible you, that that would have happened. Yeah, but that doesn't mean to say you put your weapon away or you don't keep your guard up. Yeah, I mean, with Loki, you never know. Yeah. Because he's not really family. That's the point. So, so you never know where you are with him and yeah, he's exactly. always cheeky, isn't he? Exactly. So it was definitely plausible he could have chopped his hand off. It was good to keep the audience guessing, did he, didn't he, kind of thing. Yes. And, and there was a big, huge yeah. relief when you realised he was only playing. But he's done it before. You just don't trust him. The whole point of the fact he's called a god of mischief. Yeah. You never know what he's going to do, whether it's true or whether he's being real. The whole thing's a charade half the time. Yeah. Even it. when you think he's being sincere. Mm. He's not. He's just doing it for an angle. I loved it. Yeah. Good seeing that. Where are we up to now? They're on the dark planet now. So Thor, 
needs to find a way off the planet, doesn't he, really? And he goes into the cave and finds all them shoes and the car keys, more importantly. Yeah, and the, then they the randomly Volvo. just turn up into Earth. London. Yeah, as you do. The most invaded place on the planet. Right. It's got everything else there, hasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Can I also just preempt what we're about to talk, talk about, which isn't the last scene now, right? Okay. Where the fuck is S.H.I.E.L.D. when all this shit's going on? You mean all the people who should have been out doing stuff? Well, yeah, because those obviously... There's all this shit going on on Earth, right? Those obviously trying to fix it. But where's all the rest of the Avengers? Maybe they're like an ambulance. It takes that long for them to get there by the time they did. Dead. It's already happened. Well, so, it's referenced, isn't it, in season two or one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. about second Thor film. They were on a lunch break. Were they on a lunch break? Demarcation. You need to not cross over the different roles each one plays mm. for the interest of the MCU is appreciate that all these groups that exist in the MCU are probably doing other stuff. Because it's an easy fix though, isn't it? Because you could then say, well, why didn't AIM get involved and why didn't your mate Justin Hammer, why didn't he oh, turn yeah. up? Why didn't Iron Man turn up? Every time you have a problem, it could be easily resolved by just going, just get Iron Man to send some Well, it could technology. have been a quick phone call with between, you know, Thor and Nick Fury be like, hey, can I have an Avenger? And they'd be like, no, sorry, they're already fighting some demon somewhere else. Just handle it, Thor. That would have boxed that off. I like to think the fact that you were aware of it and just didn't want to micromanage people. Because... Because <laughs> at some point Thor didn't look like he had it under control, although at the end he did. Well, it starts off in a car. <laughs> yeah. And this gets people from London very angry. The Smiling. underground, no- well, that too. <laughs> the underground, where they're all very much, if you get on that train at that station, it is not two stops down that you get off and you're it, at Greenwich. Greenwich. Yeah, you'd said that. I don't know what, yeah, I'm not good with the London. Go check the underground, go watch the movie back. I don't know the precise one because, to be honest, I only ever use the underground when I'm unfortunate enough to have to go to London and I certainly won't want to memorise it but that is well, the reason they get there. off the two stations is it costs the fucking fortune to carry on further <laughs> Now, if you've got your Easter card. If you've got an Easter card, you may as well just keep the pearl in it because it's probably better off than spending it on that travel. I actually went and was staying in a house just opposite an MI5 safe house in Pimlico, which was pretty cool. And I walked past MI5 every morning to the train and taking photographs on the bridge as well, which I didn't get arrested for. And I did that because... The life you live, Laven. Oh, no, it's just it's exciting. Fucking random. Yeah, it is. Well, I was going to say exciting, but you said fucking random, so we'll go with one that one. <laughs> Just email us, see what you think. Um, is it fucking random? Is it exciting? Pick one. Exciting, I'll change it. And the reason why I walked to the Oval, which is where they play the cricket, mm. is because to get the train from Pimlico and do three stations was about 12 fucking quid. So I can understand why people get off after two stations. They go, I just walked the rest. <laughs> so technically, it's probably not wrong. This obviously brings us into the third act, which involves Malachi, who we haven't mentioned throughout the course of this film, <laughs> even though he kills Frida and is the big bad throughout yeah. is this an indication of how little a shit we give about this character yes Malekith is one of the weaker villains and I remember an article or I think it was an interview that was given by Christopher Eccleston who was Doctor Who of course stepped away from the Doctor Who role because he didn't want to be typecast and he said he kind of did it for a paycheck and it wasn't one of his favourite roles having worked with Christopher Eccleston he's not a bad oh, oh hang on oh. Uh, for the benefit of the recording, that's the second time we've had to pick that name up off the floor today. <laughs> yeah, we did a behind-the-scenes mention. tell us more. He's a very nice guy. I when don't I, encourage him. When I worked with him on the A-Word, he used to run to set. He wouldn't get the chauffeur-driven car. He used to run to set, and it was in Cumbria, in the Lake District. Well, it's interesting you should say that, because I put in my notes, he's a toe walker. What the hell's a toe walker? He walks on his toes. He walks on his toes. The clues in the title there, Ishtar, so okay. you can <laughs> Yeah, he's a heel walker. It was that he walks on his leg. <laughs> 
Oh. Yeah, he's a toe walker, and I didn't know whether you've noticed that because you and him are such close friends. We were close, standing together in the scene we were in together. <laughs> Was that like you and Liv Tyler close? Yeah, what? she still sends me cards oh. saying, please don't get in touch with me ever again. And stop rubbing yeah, through the bins. Yeah, can you stop looking through my window? Or the court, court letter saying, please keep your yeah, distance. Yeah, basically they've extended them. the sort of the Exclusion. Distance. Yeah, the exclusion zone. There's no fly zone now. <laughs> Apparently a helicopter over the hotel doesn't work either. And the drone. And the fast roping. That's how much work you get. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I wonder why you'd hide me for that job the other week. <laughs> Did you not know your drone was going into a shower curtain? <laughs> Yeah. Zoom in. It's like Blade Runner. Zoom, zoom in, zoom in. Quadrant C four. Uh, we're not playing battleships. It's that close yet, but he's a nice guy. He, he just ran to set. Don't know whether that makes a good guy. Just very athletic, healthy, healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes it a healthy guy. Cool. But, but nice. for the purposes of this film, but for the purposes of this film, he wasn't the greatest villain. But I think he knew that, so he won't be upset. Sorry, Christopher, if you say you were a bit shit. He was a paycheck, and you know some actors don't always like the jobs they did. I gave the example of Michael Caine, who did Jaws: The Revenge, who said it wasn't bothered. It paid for your Malibu house. You know. What are you going to do? I mean, if you look at all of the baddies that we've had so far, this by far was the least interesting. He's a generic species. He's a dark elf. He's a bad guy because he looks like a bad guy. He wants to do bad things because he's a bad guy. And But he had he no personality. Like the Skrull have had a personality. Everybody else that's been a baddie is bad, you know. Who? The Skrull, Whiplash. Oh, yeah, we can mention it. Sorry, it's because we're watching in chronological order. My bad. Yeah. Because I'm still in phases and I'm thinking, are you allowed to say that? It's these bloody rules he comes up with. I never know <laughs> where I am. My rules it's we're like just a marvel minefield we're just trying to protect the interests of anyone who's watching it like ish. you and richie me and richie yeah hey richie you might speak to richie actually oh really yeah because it's in the company that i can't tell you because i basically as managers a twat okay <laughs> <laughs> what were we saying basically malekith wasn't a very strong yeah he wasn't yeah compared to the others for me he wasn't yeah they look good as baddies yeah. as the films go on you're gonna have a couple of duds I would say yeah and I think it's because you've been spoilt with other strong villains because Loki is pretty decent as a villain he's fucking brilliant right-ish calm yourself indeed oh my god I almost feel this film was more about developing those characters within that universe yeah. he was merely a vehicle to keep things a bit lively amen 100% but Loki and Thor's relationship yes. and how they reacted to mum's death yes. and how dead dad reacted to it yeah. was more important than actually the bad guy the bad guy was just the mcguffin yeah well if you think about like james bond films when you had the sean connery period of films they were all about spectre mm-hmm. and then when you had the roger moore phase of films they were all your generic villains mostly russia there's always some sort of villain you want to bring in usually russia china or brits or the middle east or the, well, the brits yeah this is the kind of a generic villain to give the story an antagonist and but at the same time i think i would agree that this film was purely to build the character's that we know from the first film mm. and move them forward as part of a wider connective universe but at the same time as we know there's a Thor 3 and uh, we know there's a Thor 4 mm. to build those characters keep it reasonably grounded in the comics and where it fits in the greater universe I think Malekith and the Dark Elves are just a merely as you say a vehicle like the Skrull it was there for that one movie and that's it so far yeah so yeah they gave me Skrull vibes can you get that on a website <laughs> battery's not included <laughs> The big ending for this is Loki pretending to be Odin. Yes. Because Thor thinks Loki's dead Mm. at the hands of Malekith and even says to Odin, ah, do you know what? Brother was all right in the end. It's interesting because Odin's really gushy 
to Thor, which I'm not sure we would have got from the real Odin. He seems to be a dad who's not quick to provide the positive reinforcements to his kids. Whereas Loki's feeding Thor, he feels Thor needs to hear yeah. to bugger off, which leaves Loki in charge of Asgard, pretending to be Odin. So think, where is Odin at this time? Well, we don't know. Put him in a cell, probably. Nothing like a nod, nod, wink, wink to the audience. Isn't like a... Mm. Cheeky. Yeah, cheeky. Because <laughs> he's not, you're absolutely right, his dad wants him to be a better leader for Asgard because obviously his dad being the warrior and his brother's kind of had a bit of privilege not really being the front of battles. He's been involved in some fighting and whatever, but his dad essentially lost an eye and countless soldiers over the years defending Asgard. His dad's hardcore really wants him to be not a bit wet and that's why I suppose Loki's not in line for the throne because one, he's a half-breed essentially and two, he's a bit wet. He uses his brain rather than Braun, whereas Thor is more of a warrior, so I think his dad just wants him to book his ideas up and stop being a playboy. Well, Odin very much wants Thor to become king, and is very determined that that be the case, and is quite complimentary to Thor, because he's out there instilling peace in the Nine Realms, whereas what Loki sees is that Thor, which is an interesting development in his character, because in the first film, he was very much about wanting to become the king, and war, king, rah, Whereas in this film, he quite clearly advocates that he doesn't want to be king. He just wants to be Thor and do Thor things and help keep things ticking over. But he doesn't want the hot seat, which is why Loki is very understanding when he's pretending to be Odin. Because he tells Thor what Thor needs to hear about. Don't worry, he don't need to be the king and I'm ever so proud of you and I love you loads. And yeah, Loki was an alright egg in the end. And so Thor goes off happy as Larry thinking that he's had his dad's approval for doing what he wants to do. Whereas nod, nod, wink, wink. Our look is technically got what he was after in the first place, albeit he's got to dress up every day. Yeah. Cheeky. Super cheeky, but gotta love Loki for doing it. He's getting his way. Self-preservation. Yeah, damn right. Okay, that kind of brings me to the end of this. Apart from, of course, the post credit scene. Go on. Looks like you want to say something. I mean, on the basis that you provided no notes, would you like to throw in what it is that you want to talk about? I just wanted to say... Because my back's hurt from doing all this lifting. Shut up. <laughs> The whole end scene with, like, Jane and Eric, you know, using those machines to try and close up the realms or whatever was bullshit. Just didn't understand where the placement of those machines needed to be and why they needed to be that way and how that all came together. That was stupid for me. What machines? The things that they had on the stands. The things they used to try and defeat Malekith at yeah. Greenwich. Oh, that pinpointed the stream or whatever. Yeah, that didn't make too much sense to me it was just bullshit we don't need to talk about it any more than that but it was just a bit bleh well we'll come back to the post credit scenes after this let's just shelve that for now because I think that would fall nicely into the general thoughts of this film because you just described the most important part of the third act there and the fact that you don't know what it is or frankly give a shit about what it is might give us an indication of where you sit on this film as a whole Mm -hmm. but let's save that little nutshell people for after our easter egg section which Mr Latham is going to delve into now is going to tell us lots of easter eggs many of which we probably will have to edit out because they relate to films in the future ah i've learned oh you've learned there's not loads of them because we've covered a few the cronin are introduced a villain or species from saturn before you saw loki or serta in fact the aliens from saturn called the cronins were one of the ones that thor would regularly fight with you see them during the battle scene release one of the big huge ones into the battle you would have identified it because it was the one that 
was raging towards them. Mm-hmm. You've already mentioned that you saw Stanley's cameo in The Mental Hospital. Yeah. The Nine Realms we've already covered. Again, blink and you miss it moment. Marvel doesn't leave anything on the table. They always make use of everything. For fans, everything that's happening, you've got to be really on it because they have stuff going on in the background that you won't even know. Do you know what I mean? There's loads of stuff. Mm. We've already covered that. The Collector. We- we'll come back to The Collector, yeah. But, well, maybe we should discuss The Collector now then. Okay. post credit scene links nicely into Guardians of the Galaxy with the Collector. Collector is called Tanalia Turin, known from the comics as the Collector. Now in that scene you have Sif and Volstagg bringing Ether to him, who's played by Benico Del Toro. Yeah. And I think he plays a good role, is that? He doesn't say much. Very Del Toro. Yeah, when he was in The Usual Suspects he kind of just grunts and talks. But he him. looks dark and he looks yeah. a bit sneaky. So the Collector is... Not cheeky. Not, not cheeky. cheeky. Well, no, no, no. He's, yeah, he's sneaky because the reason he's called the Collector is because he takes things he wants for his collection as a very big menagerie so he tells the women <laughs> come and have a look at this check out my cages oh is that why they were in cages there yeah. was women in the cages yeah he's got one of all everything yeah. he's Love a collector it. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing gets past you does it no hey tell you what smart little cookie hey, oh you cheeky <laughs> but in no <laughs> sneaky <laughs> they've kept his character close to the comic book version of him because in the comics he does it's a purveyor of artefacts that are hard to find that he acquires probably is the best person to give these to and obviously has mentioned that these are which we don't know until this point Infinity Stones they don't look like Infinity Stones at this stage well they give him one don't they yeah. because there's already one on Asgard yeah. so we've got the Tesseract or the Mind Stone which is the one from Avengers Assemble Yeah. yeah. they've now given the Space Stone to the collector so that there aren't two stones on in the same place yeah good place to keep it although he's trying to attain a lot of power mm. well he wants them all because then he has a full collection and the things he collects are usually items that hold a lot of power anyway mm-hmm. so like for example cosmic energy stuff mm. which we'll touch upon as time goes on i won't go into it too much i've mentioned it in the previous one in the post credit scene sif does refer to the tesseract he is aware of it but in the timeline probably from when we watched captain marvel yeah. In terms of when Thor 2 comes out, we were already aware the Tesseract's been taken back to Asgard because... Yeah. But at the point of watching Captain Marvel, the Tesseract is back on Earth. Mm. In the 90s it is anyway. Mm. It's on Earth and it's with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Because we don't see it again, do we, until later on. Mm. For you, you've seen it already. Yeah. Well, twice. Well, I've seen that and the been... Tesseract was brought from Earth back to Asgard by Thor yeah. at the end of Avengers. But then because you've seen Captain Marvel yeah. in the chronological order, yeah. you also know that at some point in the history of it being hidden by yeah. the Germans yeah. that it's gone to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. We didn't know that until eight years <laughs> later. Yeah. Your journey's been a bit more enhanced is all I'm saying. Enlightening. Yeah. Question though, why yes. did they decide to give it to the collector? Presumably they think it's safer there Yeah. because he has a security system. But by the same token, do they not think it's as someone who has a major addiction to collecting things that by giving him one there will be an avalanche of desire to collect all the rest of them the warrior for us is they're not people to be messed with and I think he knows that if he double crosses them so they're relying upon fear there's a lot of things playing on we don't know at this point there's more than just one infinity stone we find that on the course of the movies so I thought it was quite nice because it introduces us to phase two which when it came out was more planet based so how do you feel about that and how do you feel about this end scene because it's a big note change isn't it from what you've seen up to this point well to be honest this was a little bit more exciting for me because I've seen Gardens of the Galaxy that's actually one of the only Marvel films I've actually watched a couple of times because I really think 
think it's a funny film. So I've seen The Collector from that. Yeah. Although now I've got a bit more of an understanding of how important The Collector is because I didn't get that feeling from when I watched the other film. In the comics, he's a big character. Yeah. For obvious reasons. His character, for the purpose of where these stones need to end up, yeah. is massively important to Marvel very cleverly dropping breadcrumbs. Mm. It's not going to be a spoiler to say we pick these things back up later on. And Marvel, when they've been writing all this and planning it all out on the board, have gone, yeah, that'll be great for this particular thing. Mm. And it takes us off the planet now. We saw a brief encounter with Tony Stark. I would argue we've already left the planet in Asgard. Because and... this is phase two. So phase two yeah. is mostly leaving okay, the planet. But we got a brief intro with the Shatari with Tony Stark. And that was why he ended up getting a bit, he's all Earth-based. Thor, by the fact he's off Asgard, takes us now into space as it mm. were and now you go in to see the collector we find out more as things go on and leads us into Guardians of the Galaxy which is all space based yeah. we're moving From this Earth. kind of yeah into other realms yeah which then makes you feel as a human on planet Earth a little bit insignificant when you consider how powerful these people are when mm. before all you had was the Nazis stealing technology with Red Skull yeah and now you're thinking flipping act there's a guy True who can that. wield a massive hammer really? these people who can just turn up through portals how do you defend against that yeah, exactly. It does take it away from just being Earth-based, expands the universe. I love it. Very exciting. And talking that. about chalkboards, we see Selvig's chalkboard, and as I say, Marvel do not leave anything to chance or leave anything on the table. So those who were paying attention to his rant, was he wearing clothes at this point in the mental hospital? He was. He put some it clothes on. It was later on. when he decided that life was better without plants. And whilst he's given his rant to the other inmates, hmm. there's a few references to things within comic history and the universe in general. The words I picked out were the 616 universe, the fault and the crossroads. The comics have different Earths as part of the multiverse. For example in DC you have Earth 1, Earth 2 and so on and so forth. Yeah. Earth 52. In this the comics are classed as 616 which is a number that appears quite a lot in various movies as a reference to that Earth based thing. Okay. That's on the chalkboard. You can screen grab it and zoom in. He's actually got it up now, Pollard. I brought it up now I can see the 616 now. That's sort of the main universe for Marvel which right. everything sits on. He's got Cosmic Eclipse written down. Which could well be to do with the Convergence. Then you have The Fault which appeared as a massive tear in the universe caused by a Terrigen bomb thrown by Black Bolt who is the leader of the Inhumans who live on the moon. They are in a show called The Inhumans and they also appear in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We've seen them before or not. If you've not seen anything to do with Marvel you're lost. But that's also from the comics. The other thing we mentioned is The Crossroads. Again not Com- to be confused with the soap opera Channel 5. Wavy Wall. Do, 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 do. That's not even the right music for it, then. <laughs> no one watched it, so they wouldn't yeah. know anyway. That's no, true. Where you slam a door and the wall moves. Oh, right. Like, yeah. Isn't it? The sets were just made by. Out of paper, mash yeah, Blue Peter. In the comics, it's a bizarre, twisted reality that Doctor Strange sends Hulk to protect Earth from his rampages. Okay. That's mentioned. Cool. I'm sure there was more on there that I've missed. Please write in if you're not happy with what I've said. But that's about it. Fantastic. Well, thank you for that, pal. Right, shall we do our scores for this? Yes. For the last few shows, you've had the chance to go last-ish, but I feel it's your turn to go first to tell us what your thoughts are and to give your score and justify your existence with that score. Oh, my God, that's a little bit harsh and pressure mounting. Thanks. (laughs) 
I like the film. I don't think it's as bad as everyone was saying. Well, particularly who, who was, you, Pollard, was like saying it was a bit shit. Spoiler alert for everyone as to what <laughs> I think about this film. What are you going to do if he gives it nine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would expect that from you, not from him. Oh. Because your laden logic defies all logic, but his logic somehow makes an some infinity stone little as well. bit of sense. No, I like the film. I like the fact that my favourite character, Loki, gets more airtime and more depth. I like the humour in it. Some parts of the film were a bit shit, like the final end scene, like the big, big bad. I think if it wasn't for Loki and Thor, this film, they are the principal two characters, clearly. But, like, they kept it interesting for me. It wasn't the best film that I've seen, but it wasn't the worst film that I've seen either. So, I would watch it again. Okay. What would you give it out of ten? What would I give it out of ten? What do, do you need to look, do you? <laughs> do you need to check what you wrote? Six out of ten. Okay. I was going to say, well, do you want to run through your sort of top 10 because it's not quite a top 10 yet sure. but yeah. we've well, well, only seen eight films well, okay, so yeah, it can't fine. be that's what I meant I wasn't being derogatory <laughs> Which is what you normally are with my rankings, That's but anyways. True. So do you want to go through your current top eight? Yeah, so Avengers, 9 out of 10. Iron Man, 9 out of 10. Iron Man 2, 8 out of 10. Thor 1, 7 out of 10. Captain America 1, 7 out of 10. First Avenger. Thor 2, 6 out of 10 now. Captain Marvel, 6 out of 10. Hulk, 1 out of 10. Okay, you're putting Thor The Dark World over and above Captain Marvel? Yes, because it was, and I still like Captain America a little bit more than I liked Thor. But it, and Captain Marvel was definitely not as good as Thor because Captain Marvel didn't have Loki. Okay. Okay. Boom. Done. Lay them. Do you want to tell us your logic to how you arrived at the score that you're going to give this film? This film went through a plethora of changes of what I would score it as. So I've gone with an easy seven. Okay. And in terms of how it would rank, it would go under Thor and above Hulk. It nearly ended up with six. It nearly ended up eight because of the fact that I felt this movie was mostly setting groundwork for more to come and building character narratives and deepening the characters that we know at the cost of having a weak villain possible weak plot B which is essentially the ether story Jane was asleep at the wheel Malekith wasn't very memorable even his second in command was a bit mm. how can you give a film seven when you've just said that the leading baddie was asleep at the wheel the leading lady was asleep at the wheel and the big MacGuffin fight scene at the end was just a, uh, yeah a, Mark a, how can you do that well, I'm glad you both asked me how? Because it also had very, very strong moments between the characters. So with Frigga... <laughs> Who's Frigga? <laughs> what? Who's Frigga? Uh, the one who dies. Is that what her name is? Frida. 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 Is it Frida? That sounds. Frigga. Right. Let's. I think get it's Frigga. IMDb. Shall we? Let's you see wish. which one of these two was right. So she died. Those two. <laughs> In case you're listening, dun, just dead dun, air. Dun, dun, These two are just IMDb in it for their reference. Frigga. Frigga, yeah, I saw potato, potato, right. I'm not American. What? It's Frigga. It's Frigga. You've been saying Frida. You've been saying. Yeah, but that's your fault for never doing any notes. I've implicitly said on multiple occasions I'm not to be relied upon. I rely upon him and Wikipedia. And when I say I rely upon him, it's what I can remember he's told me. And. If you've listened to any of the previous shows we've done, you'll notice I don't always listen to him either. So anyone who's been listening to Frida's death and got, I don't know why she died, she wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but neither of you two picked up on it. I didn't remember her name, I was just like Thor's mum. <laughs> Thor's mum, wow. It's like Avengers at the beginning. The thing we what's it? Yeah, Avengers. Yeah, think of a jig, yeah. Avengers started. Yeah. The reunion. The, the Avengers, yeah, get together. 
group group hug Frigga or Frigga but still got an extra G it's not fucking Frida is it got more than one G in it it's got three G's which is the fast pace this film was going because of the scene that she had because of the scene with Anne Loki and Thor they just tipped it for me I thought they were very good and you, I also look at the star power as well you've got flipping Anthony Hopkins in this and the woman from Lethal Weapon Frigga <laughs> Rennie Russo <laughs> Rennie Russo yeah you can't remember a real name though, no can't but I know you? Frigga bloody Frida <laughs> Wasn't she some sort of um, Mexican politician <laughs> with massive was. eyebrows? Yes. Played by Samaya Hayek. Yeah. Boom. See you, do you know. <laughs> so that reason is why it's not 6.5 and okay. I made it 7. And we so couldn't have 6.5 anyway, Exactly. So I rounded it up and I gave it a 7, but it, it's a weaker 7 than Thor. And in case of those who have either not bothered to remember or you like Ishtar and haven't got a bleeding clue what day of the week it is... <laughs> My top seven currently well, stands... Well, now top eight. Top eight. So the, I'll read them out as they are now. So Avengers Assemble is nine out of ten. Iron Man is nine out of ten. Iron Man 2 is eight out of ten. Captain Marvelous is eight out of ten. Captain America First Avenger is seven out of ten. Thor is underneath at seven out of ten. The new Thor 2 is weakest than that one is seven out of ten there. And then Hulk, the first one, six out of ten. Okay. Very good. Okay. Pollard. Oh, it's good. <laughs> he does this every time. It's literally, you don't have to say it. You don't need to be asked. He's the last one in the three. He just looks looks at me with those eyes and be like oh ask me just ask me oh please be asked just be please, please care use your please. words yeah well so this is one of my least favorite marvel films in comparison to hulk which i don't strictly consider part of the marvel universe it's so shit it's substantially better this is a very run-of-the-mill actiony superhero-y movie and there are some great scenes in this and there's some great character development which is largely offset by utter turgid nonsense and stupid rubbishness we've already discussed the lackluster performances of a couple of key characters the lack of any story arc that really gives anyone any i don't know any skin in the game we don't really care about these dark elves we don't really care about the mcguffin things at this point in time i have to mark it down however it's not a bad film which is perhaps more for me how marvel have set a high bar that i'm feeling slightly disappointed with this film but when i put it in the context of other films it would have still been a perfectly acceptable action sci-fi movie that i would have gone and seen so i'm gonna give it six out of ten same as mine which is the same of yours although the way i've just described it was more eloquent than mine well no you seem to be coming it from a quite positive angle but gave it the same score as i'm coming from a slightly more negative perspective and have given it the same score i think it was a bit of a disappointing movie and get six out of ten you were like oh it's great six out of ten no i was saying it was great but only because of basically loki and thor but other than that it wasn't full of like great content because the baddie wasn't memorable well to give everyone the definitive top eight uh-huh. yeah i've okay. got avengers assemble 10 out of 10 iron man 9 out of 10 captain america first avenger 8 out of 10 thor 8 out of 10 iron man 2 8 out of 10 captain marvel 7 out of 10 thor the dark world 6 and hulk 8th is 4 out of 10 so those are our top eight as they currently stand top 10 favorite characters so what we do is each film we are allowed to move or add to our top 10 any characters that have been in this film they will be fitted in and around those characters that we've already ranked in the previous films and so for example Thor will have already been placed in our top 10 or not as the case may be from Thor 1 and the Avengers but we won't be able to move him around except for downward until Thor 3 or the next Avengers film whichever comes first I can't remember with that being the case we're going to come back 
back to you, Ish, first. Do you want to read out your top 10 as it stands at the moment and then let me know whether there's any movement? My top 10, which, by the way, I got confused on my other one because it's actually below it. Okay. Right, so my top 10 was number one, Loki from Avengers, number one, Loki, two, Black Widow, three, Iron Man, four, Thor, five, Nick Fury, six, Hulk, seven, Hawkeye, eight, Captain America, nine, Coulson, ten, Thanos. Okay. Based on this film, still the same. <laughs> because Loki was still my favourite character. Did you say 10 Thanos? Yeah, 10 Thanos. Remember we had an argument about the fact that he had no airtime, but I still put him at number 10 like you did with Ronan. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's my list. Okay. Damn good list, that, as I say every week. Yeah, self-praise is no praise. Ex- <laughs> except for Thanos being in there. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And also, as I explained, if you remember, my one, Ronan the Accuser, wasn't in the post credit <laughs> scene. He was actually in the film. He wasn't when everyone He wasn't off. in there for much longer Doesn't than matter, he's in the film. I mean, they're not being funny. I Dave Foy was in taking, the film. You were taking a slightly hypocritical line when you were arguing about that. Massively hypocritical. Uh, it's More not than hypocritical once. if he's in the post credit scene that we've already established no one stays for. You had Iron Man in your bloody review of which film? The Hulk. Hulk. Was it Hulk? And is he in this post credit scene? Yes, he is. Is he in the post credit scene that follows the film before the post credits? Doesn't matter. You okay. still had him in your number Yeah, number there's 10. another hypocritical. Fortunately, I, who properly applied the rules, were able to take a stance on both of those things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Having not done them myself, so I shall sit here. Anyway, and my can I just say, Loki, you're amazing. I am can't your biggest you. fan. He two will. things: one, he can't eat, and two, he doesn't exist. <laughs> Tom Hilston. Yeah, I don't think he listens you, to the show. You make Loki the best want, character so far in my ma- in my Marvel universe. Would you feel so Loki if you met him? I think yeah. he's, I think he is keeping Loki. That is a Pollard joke I think made many moons ago, <laughs> which also got the same response. In fact, I believe Death walked past with a coffin and some tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I know it wasn't my delivery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right well do you want to tell us your top 10 as it stands and then that, whether okay. you're going to change anything okay here's mine best one ever oh, brace yourself people <laughs> hold on for the big ride she said <laughs> Iron Man is in at 1 with Loki at 2 Talos is number 3 Red Skull at 4 Bucky Barnes is 5 Captain America at 6 Agent Peggy Carter at 7 Ronan the Accuser at 8 right for so. his 2 minute cameo best 2 minutes ever um, number 9 Abomination Thunderbolt Ross is at number 10 mm-hmm. and I I ain't gonna change it at all. Really? Yes. So Thor is still not ranking in your time. Thor is still not better than Thunderbolt Ross. What the actual? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Or Agent Becky Carter. Becky? Who's Becky? Becky? I said Becky. Becky. Sister. I was yeah. just smiling when I said it. Don't smile when you say words. Maybe that's what you do when you're Frida. Frida! <laughs> If I thought he was good, he'd be on there, and he would be above Peggy Carter. So you don't think Thor's good? Well, because I just think, with other people in the universe that we've seen, he's one that's had it a little bit easy. He's got a massive hammer, he's very strong, he's a lovely boy, he's got lovely well-kept beard, he's got lovely long flowing hair, and I just think, you know what, there's a few other people out there who could do a bit with a loving. Because your number 11 is Whiplash, and Pepper Potts, then yep. Nick Fury, and then Happy Hogan. Okay, out so of you them... you consider all of them better well, characters... People like what well, of all of them, right? How many of those would you say feel a bit inadequate? I mean, to be fair, I might just redo that because they all feel a bit inadequate. But no, <laughs> but what I mean is, if you met Iron Man, he's a normal human being, isn't he? He's got a lot of money and he's very intelligent, so you might feel a bit insecure. Loki is a god. Talos is an alien. Red Skull is just a German who burnt his face. Bucky Barnes has got a massive arm, but still human. Captain America, a bit arrogant. Peggy Carter, she's great. 
when, when the accuser just got a massive hammer, right? Thunderbolt Ross <laughs> is just a person. And Abomination just a person who got too much drugs. Fucking hell. So basically Thor Every is a guy. Every time we go through your top tens, I just feel irritated. <laughs> And they shouldn't. A, because this is fun. B, because it really doesn't matter. But yet, (laughs) it does. I think you're letting this get to you too much. I think that's a good list of people. I think you should have bloody Thor in your list. No, because... There is no Captain America. There is no Thor. There there is is no Black Widow. There is no... Oh, yeah, there is. Sorry. There's no Black Widow. There's no Hawkeye. There's no Hulk. I mean, Christ alive. No, there isn't. But there's a lot of people in there who I think are good. (laughs) And Thor's a good guy. His character's good. He just doesn't do it for me. And my personal preference is Thor would make me feel so inadequate. It's untrue. Sitting across the bar top. So you're discriminated against him because of your own feelings as a human being? Mostly, yeah. Because I am, in fact, a human, not Asgardian. And I have a rip body, which is is ripped, but that's just his trousers are too short. (laughs) I feel like the Hulk at the moment. Tight trousers. <laughs> they don't expand. In fact, I need a pair of them trousers for my belly. So, so Primarney. Yeah. If they like Actually, to be a sponsor of the show. I don't dislike him. I haven't got any prejudice against him as a person. I just think if you're looking at people who I'd want to team up with, he wouldn't be in my team. Okay. What That's else? all. It's, hang on a minute. Isn't the whole point of this top ten my top ten? It is. We don't mean to say we have to agree with you. You're picking on people who just turn up for a bleeding bar of chocolate and go, oh, I'll have you in my top ten. Thanos. <laughs> Pollard. Oh yeah, tell us about yours. <laughs> yes, you only listen to the proper top ten. It's not though. So I've got two movements, two characters that move in my top ten. Okay. Captain America is number one, quite right. Number two is Iron Man, quite right. New in number three, so he's moved up one place, is Loki. Yeah. And he moves above Thor, who's now fourth. Mm-hmm. And I did that because I do feel at this moment in time, Loki is a more complex, more interesting character than Thor is, and therefore that's why I've swapped those two around. Number five is Black Widow. Number six, Hawkeye. Number seven, Hulk 2, i.e. the new Hulk, not the shit stain. <laughs> What's his face is. Number eight is Nick Fury. New at number nine, she's back into the top ten, is Darcy Lewis. You love Darcy. I do. I think she was funny. And number ten is Agent Coulson. So Justin Hammer drops out of the top ten okay. as a result of Darcy popping in there. And I'm very happy with that top ten. Okay. It's good. logical, it makes sense, and Probably to everyone you. will agree with me, apart honest, from you two. Well, let's be honest, all of our top tens make sense to us yes. individually. Also, you haven't got Iron Man on the very top, have you? No, he's second. Yeah, well, we should be top. Well, so he shouldn't, because Captain America should be top. Yeah, but Captain America's just overpowered. Team Cap. Mm. Yeah, no, oh, well, it. We know where this is going. We know where this is going, Mr. Well, Captain Pollard. America isn't in either of our top ten. Oh, he's, he's in, in, in my He's in yours, yeah. although I ignored him as well. <laughs> he's in number six. Doesn't fit his narrative. You he's little a... politician, Pollard. Yeah. I've got nine in my top ten. <laughs> wow okay let's see how this develops as time goes on mm-hmm. because okay. i wouldn't be wrong in saying that the next few movies would shake these lists up quite dramatically yeah i think so we've got iron man 3 we've got captain america winter soldier yeah and then we've got two guardians of the galaxies mm. whoop, whoop. then we've got avengers age of ultron that's right then ant-man then civil war then black panther that's ant-man i was getting mixed up with how exciting i feel iron man 3 after iron man 3 after I think, iron man yeah. 3 it definitely kicks into another 
another gear. I think you're going to see a huge shift in the names on those lists after Iron Man 3. I think time. so, because it's going to be... Well, I'd like to see a shift in your list, because your list hasn't changed in two movies. Yeah, well, I want to see a shift in the film qualities that allow me to change them. I want to see a shift of all those in the bin. <laughs> yeah, but also, again. I explained on our last issue of this series, I said mine are mostly tactical, because I know what's coming, and I'm allowed to, because I rewatch shows for you, not me. But I feel like you are just selecting... <laughs> That's the- how you saw David Brent. <laughs> I feel like you're selecting them only for like who's got the best baddie army who's got the best army what and would kick am? everybody else out rather than <laughs> who are the best characters your list would kick everybody else's ass no, it wouldn't. I would want to be on I, your I, team I, I, for a start he's got Abomination in there well I've got Hulk in there and Hulk has already kicked Abomination's ass straight away I've also got Thunderbolt Ross who is Red Hulk who would wipe the floor with all of you but he hasn't been Red Hulk yeah well, okay, and actually I would comics, argue that, so, uh, that uh, Captain Marvel <laughs> <laughs> How mature we are. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes join us next time for Iron Man 3 when hopefully Ish will have actually done some notes yeah. or at hey. least be able to remember what the title of the film is what well, happened I, well the next film we'll see a shift in the debacle is your top 10 Pollard and Ishtar will remember the name of this film because it's called Iron Man 3 well done <laughs> easy isn't it thank you Marvel for making things easy as we move on thank you all for listening tune in next time Excelsior at the two marks on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Also check them out on YouTube.